Welcome back to the Successful Diligence Podcast. I wanted to make sure that you were aware of how valuable you are to us and me here at Successful Diligence as a listener of the podcast. It means so much that you allow me to provide value through the podcast and that you listen and you show up and you invest your time. It means the world to me and I so appreciate it. One way that you can show your appreciation for the podcast, if you've gotten any value from anything we've ever said um, in Sode, is you can support us financially so that we can continue to provide the value that you've come to know from the Successful Diligence podcast. And it can be literally less than a cup of coffee a day, 99 cents per month. That's less than a dollar per month, all the way up to five, ten dollars, however much you want to give. But as little as a dollar, less than a dollar, 99 cents, that would make such a difference to us. You can go to the show notes and you can click the link where listener support is highlighted. Um, There's different links in the show notes. Or you can go to anchor.fm backslash successful diligence backslash support and you can sign up there and literally it's one time per month 99 cents less than a cup of coffee and yet you would be having an impact on supporting this podcast to bring more value reach more people to have a greater impact in the world and we appreciate in advance any support that you're able to provide again anchor.fm slash successful diligence slash support or you can click the link in the show notes and show your support financially we appreciate it and we thank you in advance tonight's episode is a little bit different if you haven't noticed i have been so wonderfully blessed to be able to connect with and meet such amazing, incredible people with such really value-driven stories and so much to offer you guys, uh, my listeners. And I've been so excited to bring you all of these people that I have been meeting and connecting with and interviewing. And I really hope that you've been enjoying all of the interviews recently that I've been um, publishing to the podcast because I know I have. (laughs) They've been so fun and there's lots more to come, don't worry. But I also realized that I haven't really been sharing some of the interviews that I've been doing. And so I wanted to do a little sneak peek of an interview that's going to be published pretty soon. Um, It's one that I did on a podcast that is really focused on teenagers and parents of teenagers, helping them sort of navigate through the teenage years. And so um, I just gave a little bit of a snippet um, about parts of our conversation that I thought you would find valuable. Really, it's things that I talk about all the time, but hopefully you will be able to find value in hearing it again and get really excited to hear the interview once it's published. Um, And I'll be able to share that with you on social media and maybe publish it to this um, podcast, depending on how the uh, outcome of the entire episode is. But I know that you'll find value in the snippets, and that's why I wanted to share. So I hope that you enjoy. Give me feedback. Click the link in the show notes to send a voicemail. Send an email. Uh, Go to SuccessfulDiligence.com slash contact and send an email would love to hear from you 
uh, click and rate on the Apple podcast platform and write a review. It would help so much. We really appreciate that. And I really hope that you enjoy this sneak peek. Really helpful for me to connect. So when I was in social service and working with kids and families, I could reach some of the most difficult, most challenging (laughs) teenagers, the ones who would run away and not come home. I could reach them because I could empathize and understand where they were coming from. So I, I was able to convey, I get it. I was there. You know, I couldn't disclose my whole, you know, history, but they, I was able to connect with them on a different level than someone who had no idea really what they were feeling or thinking. Um, so in my social service career, it really helped. And I think even being biracial helped as well, because as time went on, you know, we get into the 2000s and, and on, more and more biracial children were being born. And so I was sort of like a forerunner and they were like, oh, someone who looks like me and I don't have to pigeonhole myself. It sort of gave them another perspective. And so that's been really helpful as well and really um, inspiring for me because I now what used to be so hard and traumatic for me has turned into such a gift. For example, my hair, it is one of the most popular things people compliment me on. And I never think about my hair because it was so traumatic growing up, (laughs) you know, being made fun of. And now it's been turned into this positive conversation that I can share with people. So it's sort of the same thing. Um, In every situation, I can, I can use it to relate and I can reach white people because I'm white, I'm Jewish. And so I'm still one of you, but yet I can educate you on a different perspective. And with black people, because let's not forget that black people can be prejudiced. They can't be racist because that's systemic, but they can be prejudiced. And there are black people who are prejudiced against white people. And that's just as wrong. And so I can educate and say, hey, you know, you might want to rethink what you're thinking, how you're thinking, what you're saying, because that's not, it's sort of similar to what white people say to you. And then it's like, oh, light bulb, you know? So it's, it's a great, for me, I love it. Now I'm, I, I wouldn't want to be anything else but biracial. <laughs> um, it's Amazing. so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And contributing to the world in a special way that only I can, which everybody has that. Everybody has something that is unique to them that they can contribute to the world. And I think as teenagers, especially when you're sort of developing your identity developmentally and you're becoming the person that you want to be, it's so important to remember that, that you don't have to be like everybody else because ultimately there is something unique about you that you have to gift the world. And I think that knowing that you're loved unconditionally It provides a foundation of, I don't know, like it's of comfort almost that like, okay, I can make it because I'm loved and I don't have to do anything. I don't have to prove myself. And again, that goes back to that message from my mother. I love you. I don't like what you're doing. But at that point, as a 14 year old, me and my mother were very, you know, we weren't getting along very well. So I would remind her that she is loved. And I would say to her just what I just said, you will contribute in the world in such a special way keep walking. And that's, I say that all the time, keep walking, keep walking, because you're going to walk out of this season and you will walk into a season that you will love. I would also say one extra thing I would say, have patience and understanding, but I would also say get support. Um, I don't think my mother did a great job of getting support for herself. Um, Having a space to be able to say, my child is being, you know, a demon right now or whatever word you want to use. You know, I just, I, 
I, I want to throw them out. You know, you don't want to throw them out because you love them and you're not going to do that. But to express your feelings honestly in a private, safe space so that you can show up for your teenager in a way that they need you to, that sort of is serving them, but you're also getting your needs met. Because parents, they don't implement self-care as much as they probably should. <laughs> and you can't give from an empty cup. You know, you've got to be filled yourself to be able to give in the, the best possible way. So I would say for parents to really don't lose yourself, you know, yes, you are there for your kids. However, they need you to be the best parent that you can be. So make sure that you're getting your needs met as well. Funny how sort of, you know, destiny and purpose reveal itself to you. And I'm actually, I just started writing a book and it's, it's, it's fascinating. Um, so when I went to corporate America after leaving social service to take care of myself, cause I had burned out, people would, were drawn to me for coaching and I didn't, I didn't recognize that's what I was doing. And then they started to pay me and I was like, I like money. So let's, let's make a business out of this. Um, and then from that, two of my clients were actually podcasters and that's where the podcast came from. And then when I was doing the episodes in season one, people wanted more. And that's where I developed the online school. So I've got courses in mindset, gratitude, life transformation, vision, all that stuff. Um, but it really un unraveled itself to me as I kept walking, you know, and I paid attention to what was going on in my life. And I paid attention to how I was responding and what lit me up was what I went after. <laughs> and so that's why coaching is one of the most rewarding things. I do empowerment coaching because I really believe that empowered people can live a life of choice and truth that they really enjoy living, that they want to get up for on a Monday morning. And that's so important. We only get one life to live. We might as well enjoy it.